0: Well reporting David Muir Good morning, we're coming on the air because the Supreme Court has just released a major decision concerning one of the most defining cases brought before the justices this term. This one's certain to have a lasting impact on millions of American students across this country. The court has just handed down a decision on affirmative action. Students for Fair Admissions, a nonprofit organization, had sued the University of North Carolina and Harvard. And the question at issue here, can public and private colleges and universities continue to use race as one factor among many? in deciding who gets admitted. We have just learned moments ago that the Supreme Court has now striking down both Harvard and UNC's program when it comes to race used in admissions. Uh, The court going forward uh, in their decision saying they're going to set new limits on the use of race uh, when it pertains to a particular student, must be part of their individual story and not simply uh, their identity. I want to bring in Terry Moran, who has covered the Supreme Court for years for us. Uh, Terry, this is a blow for Harvard and for UNC trying to defend their programs. Uh, Again, the Supreme Court striking down their programs but appearing to limit moving forward saying race uh, can be a factor but it has to be part of an individual student's biography personal story their narrative that's it exactly david uh it's not just
1: harvard and the university of north carolina that use the justification of diversity in the campus life and in the student body as a way of reaching out and finding students that could contribute to that uh in that way, Chief Justice John Roberts, writing for the court and striking down Harvard's and University of North Carolina's admissions policies, said that they used race uh, in an unavoid, in a negative manner, involved racial stereotyping, and they lacked meaningful endpoints. When would they know that the balance had been achieved? And Roberts saying rather sternly, we have never permitted admissions programs to work in that way, and we will not do so today. Instead, as you point out, the Chief Justice, justice uh, saying it must be tied to that student's, that individual's experience. He says uh, at the end of, of, his, of his opinion, he says that if a student has overcome obstacles and can express that in, say, an essay or in a record of achievement, uh, that that student's courage and determination has overcome obstacles from racial discrimination, that student can, in fact, be considered in a slightly different way. It's You can't balance the student body. You can't reach for diversity. It's the student's story experience, not the student's identity that can be considered under this rule. It really does knock down pretty much all of the admissions policies that consider race right now on the basis of diversity and changes the game really for students trying to get into colleges and universities. Yes. Sir.
2: Hello, this. welcome to another episode of Old Dog Showbox Podcast with your host, Norman Goodman. And um, as um, I shared just a second ago with you, the Supreme Court has effectively ended Ends affirmative action in colleges in a ruling landmark in a landmark ruling. Now, uh, Justice Jackson blasted the majority. Let them eat cake ob- obliviously. That was the uh, the justice that got put up there by uh, President uh, Biden that did not um, understand the question. What is a woman? She could not answer that. What is a woman? And matter of fact, he put up there because she was a woman and a black woman. Um, As a a black American living or just an American that happened to be uh, a Negro living on this continent, um, I am very, very pleased with affirmative action. If you've ever been eliminated, affirmative action being eliminated, if you ever listened to my podcast before, you would know how um, I objected to um, affirmative action um it was it was creating discrimination trying to eliminate discrimination <laughs> you can't eliminate dis- discrimination with discrimination and that's what affirmative action was also it was um a slap in the face to uh the black community um you know to accept cheating in order to get in and 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 calling or renaming it diversity You know, um, that's not diversity when you're cheating. You know, I'm very pleased with the Supreme Court decision. Um, I've said before, everything that has anything to do with color needs to be thrown out and everything needs to be based off of merit. Okay, this case right here is it, it was in front of the Supreme Court because of the Asian community pushing this thing and saying, hey, listen, we've worked our butts off. We've worked our butts off and we deserve to get into these universities and you can't have uh seats just reserved for um minorities or blacks or latinos because they're poor. I mean I mean that's crazy in itself. Um so I'm I'm kind of late on 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 this thing because I didn't know that they had did this on Thursday. Um I think Thursday the 29th I think they did this I did not have any idea I knew it was they were going to discuss it but I didn't know that they actually um overturned it for college admission and that's gonna um that's gonna send that's gonna send shockwaves through the rest of this country um for the first time since um the civil rights revolution which I'm gonna call it um blacks are gonna have to earn their way into top universities and um, they would no longer be given a pass because their ancestors were were slaves on this continent, and there was redlining and discrimination. Before the civil rights movement, with all of this discrimination, the Black community flourished. I mean, we had more marriages between men and women than even the white community. We had less divorces. We had actually married couples in the black community actually was earning more financially earning more had a higher medium income compared to whites couples okay so we were and we had a foundation of evangelical foundations that kept our communities strong i mean you had you know in in tulsa oklahoma black wall street you know, almost 800 businesses, over $100 million in real estate owned black by that black community, um, reading everything from Shakespeare to Kant, Rousseau, everything. These guys, they, they were on top of the world. They had closed the gap within a generation and a half. And yet, almost 100 years after the emancipation, we threw all that out the window and we started talking about social justice issues. And President Johnson, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, he said, "I would get these niggers to vote Democrat for the next 200 years." Um, the the Civil Rights Movement and affirmative action was a detriment, not just to the black community, but to this nation, and it needed to go away. And now there, there's a lot of people out there that's going to be just crying right now. I mean, um, you have some white people saying, "How are black people going to compete?" in this united states without affirmative action that's how bad it is that's that's how they think about us that we can't compete unless we uh unless the government cheat for us you know and that's our fault i was having a discussion with a gentleman um at my uncle's church a couple of thursdays ago and we were on both sides we were on two different sides when it came down to the black community and affirmative action And um, I told him affirmative action was a detriment. Like I just told you it destroyed not only black community, but this nation, but, and he believed that, well, what if a black child or kid wanted to go to Harvard university? And my answer to him, to him was then you earn it. I mean, if you look at the uh, Weber case in California, when Mr. Weber was denied entrance into a medical school in California, because it was 16 seats reserved for ethnic students, his grades, his GPA, and his his uh, SAT scores were almost triple. I mean, triple the kid, the children that the seats were reserved for. It went to the Supreme Court, and he won because it was discrimination discrimination against him as a white man. The Asians have been discriminated against. We know that they are the hardest working people in this country when it comes down to education. And they're not coming out of the gate wealthy. We're not talking about people that are wealthy. The the wealthier children are not the smartest children. They they are not. Those Asians, you know, the East Indians, the, the Chinese, the Japanese, these guys grind. They grind and that's why they're able to get into these mathematical professions that earn more money. The engineering, you know, that's why they're able to get into that software engineering to get into these professions that require a very high level of mathematical knowledge. And they're able to come out of the universities earning six figures right off the bat to where black children are coming out earning 40,000. Or maybe 50,000 after 10 years Because they're not doing the work They don't do the math They don't do the, the the hard work They take the easy way out And then what we do as blacks We say it's discrimination No it's not discrimination If we want to be respected as Black people in this country And in the world In America The ones that were that were descendants of slaves Here in America Then we have to earn it Nobody can give it to us we have to earn it, okay? I am very pleased that the Supreme Court did this because now what that's going to do, that's going to put pressure on the black community to either get your act together or shut up and sit down and take whatever you deserve. You wanted your, st- your children to get those six figures? Start doing math. Start doing calculus. Start doing physics. Start getting good at it. Start reading. Start digging in it. Stop looking at the world through a colored lens. Stop saying racism, discrimination. You know, we, we need to get off of that. And and so I am absolutely glad. And then again, Justice Jackson, you know, the black woman who did not know what a woman was, and she's going to stoke this thing about, you know, she dissented, obviously. And, and I wish I had Clarence Thomas I didn't read what Clarence Thomas said, but I understood that his uh, rebuttal to her was like, he just crushed her. He He just crushed her. You know, and everybody's saying, well, the conservatives have been wanting this for a long time. No, America has been wanting this for a long time. Okay, because again, we can't compete with the rest of the world when we are making, when we're giving preference to people who don't want to do the hard work. I've said before in one of my podcasts, when my dad was living, he was, and he, and this gentleman owns apartment complexes. And I think he was, he's from the Middle East, Pakistan, one of them. And he's a professor at North State University, a historically black university. And I asked him what his discipline was. He said, it's math. He said, I'm the most hated professor on the campus because the black students don't want to do the work, the hard work. They think re- they think going to Google is research. They don't want to do it. He flunks. They fail out of the math classes because they don't want to do it. The math and the reading, if you if, if we as black people want to get respect, our body of work, our body of work in academics and our body of work at how we present ourselves in public is going to gain us that respect. Not marching, not Black Lives Matter, not blowing up your neighborhoods, not complaining and all this kind of stuff and whining about how things are just not fair. It's your body of work. Is shut your mouth and get going. So, I'm very pleased about this uh decision. Um I'm <laughs> I can't be more. I can't be more pleased. I mean the supreme court sets new limits on affirmative action programs the high courts ruled on programs at the university of north carolina and harvard university involving race in the admission process okay race should have never been considered the whole point of the affirmative action or civil rights supposedly was to get rid of the race that people will be judged on the content of the character, not the color of their skin. Okay. What in essence, what it did, it did the opposite. It started to judge people on their color and not and not their character. And what it did is it flipped it on its head and said, we're going to start judging people because they're black or they're woman or they're Latin or they're they're gay or hom- what they identify as. And what we did was we eliminated the people who are actually qualified. I mean, I was just reading an article where one one uh, doctor wrote that this is gonna affect the health industry, that a lot of blacks will not be able to become doctors or nurses because of the affirmative action. That concerns me, that concerns me that we have black rns nurses and doctors who that affirmative action really got them into medical school that they probably didn't get in the way the white child and the, the 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 east indian child and the asian child all the asian child they didn't get in the same way they didn't have the academics To get in they didn't have the mathematical skills to get in they got in because there were certain seats available for them and now i have a person that is a doctor that is less qualified than the white doctor or the asian doctor that concerns me i have a nurse that's less qualified than a white nurse and an asian nurse that's scary that's scary you know and, and so-called experts, I'm seeing these articles come to experts are saying that black people health, they are healthier when they have people of color as their doctor. I haven't seen any of these so-called experts and I haven't seen any reports. I'm looking for them. I'm looking for the data. I'm looking for the science. I'm looking for who actually did it. People like to throw the, this word out experts in their article. What experts? Where are they? I want to see that because the way I'm looking at it whenever we've put blacks in charge of anything, since the civil rights movement, the idea was to remove the white man out and replace him with the black man, and every black person, and everything is gonna be great, it's been the opposite. I was looking at a documentary, I think I was looking at, I was looking at a documentary and it said, when whites were at their worst, blacks were at their best. When whites were at their worst, blacks were at their best. And what they were talking about was the redlining and the discriminations back in the day, how blacks figured out how to get around those systems to achieve greatness. And now what happened was when the whites said, okay, we're going to give you what you want and we're going to put blacks in charge of blue states. What happened is the crime went up, the poverty went up, the uh, uh, uh the pregnancies went up the abortions went up okay um the the communities became uh, almost like war zones uh deteriorated broken down um uh, the health of the community went down um it was it didn't and, and no matter how much money was thrown at it it just got worse because why because we lack the more compass and we lack the skills to get things done like that. We lack it. We don't have the experience. And then again, when you have people who have been promoted using the affirmative action model, you have people that aren't qualified in the beginning to lead a state, a blue state, to be a mayor or a governor or a senator or a congressman or even president of the United States Or leader, or or head of a school department, okay? These people got in off of affirmative action; they weren't qualified. I don't care, as long as you're qualified. I don't care if you're white, brown, black, Asian, yellow, whatever, Martian with green polka dots. I want the best qualified person in that leadership position. That's what I want. I don't care about color. I don't. I don't look at life through a colored lens. Okay, never have, don't care about it, right? It it makes my, I I hate it. Anything that deals with color, I normally, I I delete it right away. If you say I have a black owned business, I don't go to your business. If anything you say has anything to do black, I I don't bother with you at all. I don't do it because I think it's uh, disingenuous. I think it's disrespectful to the rest of the communities here Um, and I think we shouldn't use that kind of language, but I am very happy about this. As I said before, I'm very happy that this happened. It was 63 decision versus North Carolina, 62 decision versus Harvard university. Um, and this is gonna, this is gonna verberate. This is gonna, gonna go across the state. and It's gonna take time. You know, you're gonna have lawsuits. You're gonna have people want to go to court and fight over it and blah, blah, blah. It shouldn't have never happened in the first place. Affirmative action should have never happened in the first place. Affirmative, the civil rights movement was all communism from the first place. It should have never happened. It was all about destroying this country. Okay. As a black man living in this country, I am an American. Okay. This is my country. I, 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 I own and I accept the good, the bad and the ugly of every single thing in this country. This is my country. And I do not want anybody to show me any favoritism because my ancestors were enslaved on this continent. I don't want it, I reject it. It's insulting to me to remotely try to give me any type of privilege or advantages because of that. It's a disgrace. I don't want it. I wanna earn my way And and if I can't get it and if I can't cut the muscle to get into certain areas that I would like to get into, then guess what? I have to adjust and go into areas that I am qualified for, all right? And that's what I have to do. And then develop the next generation to get into those areas that I couldn't get into and I vicariously live my life through them. And that's okay. But we as Blacks should not be looking for handouts. And that's the problem with us today. We look for handouts. And that's the thing that's giving us a false sense of success that we've achieved something and you got to you have to ask the question did we really achieve it did we do exactly what everybody else did did we get that 1350 or 1380 or 1310 or sat did we have that 3.8 4.0 4.5 did we have all of those things in order to belong to princeton and harvard north carolina yale Did we actually do it or did we have the grades that put us in a historically black university 2.5, 3.0, 3.5 with an SAT score of 905? That's what we that's what we have. Then we should have been in a historically black university. We know most of those children coming out. there are going to be going to not make a lot of money. And if the historically black universities want to be great, they're going to have to raise their game up. They're going to have to require at least at least out of a 1600 sat score give me a 1300 at least make sure you got a 3.5 3.8 gpa at least make sure you're good in math calculus geometry make sure you can read a book other than kendy's book stamp from the beginning or white fragility Give me something that you can read, Shakespeare, something outside of that, okay? And I think this affirmative action thing may actually in some way help the historically black universities because now their admission may go up. They may get overcrowded because the right students are going to be at their universities and they may have to adjust their game. They may have to do something better. They may have to require their students to be great. In order to get into their university howard university norfolk state university spellman gremlin you know texas a m they may have to step their game up and require these black students or ethnic students to be better than what they are and they should be if they're a black universe they should be following booker t washington's model period not w.e.b e. Bois, not carter g wilson they should be following booker t washington's model so again that's my little rant on this thing that the Supreme Court did on Thursday of, of last week it is fantastic and um, I want more pressure put on the black community to step up uh, because again nobody takes us serious nobody respects us nobody looks at people expect an Asian child to be smart people expect a white child to be smart nobody expects a black child to From the descendant of slaves that was born in the United States to be smart. That is insane. And we have so many smart, smart intellectual blacks out there. Glenn Lowry. Okay. Dr. Walter Williams, who's passed away. Shelby Steele, Thomas Sowell. I mean, it's a ton. I can't even pronounce all of them. You know? Ian Rowe. I mean, it's, it's a ton of them. That people don't, blacks don't get to see because these guys are more conservative than progressive. So they got these guys off at a margin somewhere. They're on the corner. They're not. They're not in your face. And if black children are able to see and hear these black men and women that are out there that are conservative, that's saying, "Lay your buckets where you are, and let's get the grinding and no more victimization attitudes." Then. In a generation, we can see the black community do better and we can see this country do better. And that's what we need to do. But anyway, that's my rant. That's what I want to do. I want to share that. I want to talk about this. And I think it's a it's a great thing that this is happening. I hope more things that give advantages to people are actually dissolved because nobody should have enough. everything should be off of merit everything we know we're going to have some discrimination we know we have people out there that's racist we know that but guess what we get over that we figure out a way around that and that's what we do but we don't ask for preference we don't ask for uh favoritism we don't ask for people to cheat for us because you know but they come from poor neighborhoods well guess what strengthen the neighborhood like i said to my uh, uh the gentleman i was talking to at my uncle's uh, a church when when I asked them a question. I said, well, when the, the Blacks become financially secure, why do they always leave the Black communities and move over to the White communities? Oh, because uh, they want to be better. I said, well, why don't they stay in the Black communities and buy and get the properties in the Black community? Oh, because they don't own them. I said, well, why don't they own them? You live in the communities. You should own them. That means you get your credit score over 700. You make sure you got 20% in the bank. You have skills on how to build things, repair things, and whatever. And you buy the community and you build it up. So instead of you moving across the street, saying, well, I want to move over here to the gated community with the white folks because I know it's safe. Build the same kind of community in the black community and make it safe. Instead of buying Nikes and Gucci's and Louis Vuitton and getting $500 worth of weave in your hair and looking crazy. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Come on. You, If you listen to my podcast before, you know how very hard on the black community I am. I'm very hard on. Them. OK, uh, we are just, you know, we're, we, we just haven't been pushed to be great. And uh, we need to. And with this ruling by the Supreme Court, uh, this is just one of many steps that will change the behavior and change the direction that the black community should be going in anyway. So, um, OK, that's what I have to say about that at this point. And um, and I thank you guys for listening. Um, Again, I'm not asking you to agree or disagree or be indifferent to it. I'm just asking you to think about uh, how this will help our country and how this will help us going forward. And if we don't fight this, if we embrace it, and if we say, "Okay, let's step our game up," within a generation or two, this country should be better. Because right now, we have the communists trying to destroy this country. They've been trying to destroy it since 1776 with Adam Weishaupt and the Bavarian Illuminati. The same time that the Declaration of Independence was being written, you had Adam Whiteshap and his guys saying, how can we suppress this this country so they won't get strong and give hope to the rest of the world? Like I said before, we have bad actors who run our country and we need to root them out. But um, anyway, uh, like I said before, support the Old Dog Soapbox podcast and... um, if you have any beef with a family member or friend or anybody else, smash it because this life is short. It's short. Okay? Take care of your families. Um, and uh, women, you know, marry your men. Men, marry your women. Raise strong family. Uh, respect for children. Children with strong moral compasses. And um that's not confused about how many genders there are out there in the world. So uh, June is coming to an end. Thank, uh, no, it's July. July good I mean so that's great anyway you guys have a great day stay blessed and uh may the lord be with you and I'll talk to you on the next episode of the old dog soapbox podcast Norman Goodman signing out